0: Listener Production. Please leave your message after the tone. Why am I jealous of my ex? I am so stressed all the time. How do I get into a routine? Is TikTok making me anxious? I think I'm being manipulated. Someone told me you could live with half a brain. This is Do You Fucking Mind? Mindset Hacks for a Badass Life. Hosted by me, Alexis Fernandez. Hello my beautiful beans and welcome to the episode of today. So today is a head noise episode and we're going to be, yeah, just going through some of your emails. I've been getting so many emails from you guys. I'm absolutely loving going through all of them. I wish I could honestly, like, there's so many to go through. I don't know if I'll ever get through all of them on the podcast at least, but I can only hope so. Let's get straight into it. I'm going to aim to get through three on this episode and they're just great. I feel like I've mentioned this in the last episode, but you can really learn from other people's stories, even if your situation isn't exactly the same. Okay, let's do it. Hi, Alexis. I'm absolutely obsessed with your podcast. Duncan, I've nearly listened to every episode since you started it. I take your brain facts like they are from the Bible. Thank you. I wanted to reach out for a while, but I wasn't sure if my question slash situation was done. There's no dumb questions here, doll. Um, I decided to take the leap of faith and reach out because I'm balls deep in a relationship. But for some reason, my gut instinct has never felt safe, secure, or like this would actually work out. Subconsciously, of course, something I stuffed deep down and ignored. And now I feel stuck. Relationship advice is very straightforward for dating and toxicity. But no one really dives into how to handle if you've gotten married and the pressure of giving up something you've committed to, even if, like I did, you got married. Married at 21, it's so much easier said than done to walk away from someone that's being obviously toxic, cheating, abuse, etc. Um, are commonly referred to as obvious red fr- red flags and toxic behavior to walk away from. But what about the hidden forms of toxicity? I'm with someone that is sweet to everyone, goofy, called like the golden retriever boy, but he's also someone that neglects to show up for me and honestly never has. I feel like subtle neglect is toxic in its own way. No, inti- no intimacy, complacency, gaslighting when you try and communicate anything that isn't 100% satisfaction with them. A messy person that disrespects your space knowing you clean up after them 24-7 condescending, but reforms it in a way of I take care of you and so many more examples. It's the toxicity of a partner that locked you down, but then does nothing to show up for you emotionally, that they will buy you anything, take you to dinner if you ask and be the nice guy with you and all your friends. From the outside, he seems like the perfect husband, but on the inside, you feel no intimacy and don't really feel like you have a lot in common to do things together that happen naturally and aren't scheduled in. The hard part to layer on it though is that he's super dependent. He just simply wants me there like company. So he's not alone doing anything. He wants to do legit everything together. I battle feeling crazy, feeling like I'm too needy or asking too much. I just feel sad and alone 99% of the time. If I speak up, he says I'm ungrateful and I only focus on the negative. Then for a week or two, he does all the things that I love and love bombs me dinners out flowers cleaning up after himself, etc. Then it slowly fades again. I asked for therapy and he said he'll do it, but never follows through. I asked to read books or have sent him podcasts. I would love to talk about, but he won't do any of it. I think the year's, of this have slowly led to me falling out of love like sometimes I truly feel like even if he did all the things at this point I would feel it's too late I just feel checked out but then I feel guilty about no longer being able to give him the love that I used to be able to because I'm a huge lover and I love to take care slash nurture people so I'm not even able to fulfill that for myself because I've hit the point with him where like I don't want to It's a horrible cycle and I'm so scared to let go or lose something that I might be ungrateful for. I just have so much resentment that I feel unable to love him the way I used to. It's like I have no more to give even though I want to. I don't know. I just feel like I'm losing my mind. If it's me, I want to fix myself and reframe my mindset so I can work on it. But I can't quit battling what the problem is and how to move forward. I want to be with friends or alone more than him at this point and that makes me sad. How do I know if this is just the seven-year ick or if I'm checked out? How do I know if it's time to give up and choose myself? At this point, I just want to be alone and I'm only 25. I'd love love to know if you hear similar situations often and if you have any advice. Feel free to reword or summarize this if you want. Thank you for being you and doing this podcast. You've changed so many people's lives. Look, thank you so much for writing in. I really appreciate you sending in your questions. I reckon, look... The first thing that I want to say about all of this is that you're coming up with all these reasons. You're saying, look, he's really nice to other people. He's the perfect husband, but he's actually doing this. He's actually doing that. I understand that someone being toxic in a relationship is a good reason to leave a relationship, but it is also okay to leave a relationship even if someone is just a nice person. I think we we feel like we have to be like all right there's got to be enough bad things in order for me to leave. And that's not even I think I know that so many people are like that in their life. So many people will settle because it's like well it's not horrible. So you know but but, but there's bad things but unless it unless it was worse like maybe if he, if he, maybe if he continues to be bad Then I'll leave, like maybe if things do get better then. It's like you can also admit to yourself that flaws and all, I'm just not in love with this person anymore. That's a possibility. And it sounds like that's what's going on for you. Obviously, I've just got one email from you and I don't understand everything that's going on for you. But I think the scary thing is right now that you're justifying why you're feeling this way, backed by all these behaviors or lack of behaviors from him. You're seeing a bit of effort, but even when he puts in the effort, you kind of like almost don't want him to put in the effort because you're like, I almost don't want this to be fixed. If you don't want this to be fixed, it's, there's your answer, okay? That's you saying I have tapped out and it's easier for me for things to continue to fall apart because then I can fully walk away from this. But it's also, while it's so hard, it's also okay for you to be like, I'm not maximizing my life right now. I'm not happy in this relationship. And if I'm truly not happy in this relationship, there's no way that this guy is truly happy in the relationship. Like, I mean, for a long period of time. Yes, you can go on not realizing that your partner's not happy for a little bit, but there's no way, if you're as connected as a partnership should be, there's no way that a relationship has true longevity where one person is like, this is the best relationship ever, and the other person's not happy. Eventually, both parties are going to be very aware that it's not working out, okay? And for me, I just think that you are struggling to come to terms with the fact that you just – do not want to be in the relationship anymore. And it's really difficult for you to come to terms with that. And you're 25. You've been together for seven years. So you were a teenager when you got together. You got together at a time where you were going through so much personal growth and so much evolution. Your Parts of your brain don't fully um, develop until your mid-20s. So you're developing a lot at this point in your life. And to expect you to have the same wants and desires from when you were a teenager is a bit hard on yourself. Yes, there are some people that make it work, but also those people that you know have this crazy longevity in their relationships from teenage well into adulthood, who are happy, because that's like that makes the pool even smaller. Because there's many, there's a bunch of people that can do that. Then there's a bunch of people that can do that and be happy, and those often are the people that are literally each other's like best friend they're each other's like person and they work through things together and that's not what's going on here okay so this this the communication dynamic is not great at all at all clearly from what you've said and you know you you can't communicate anything that that's not satisfying to him he just doesn't know how to you know react to what it is that you're saying to him and he's just not meeting your needs at all and I don't know if you're meeting his needs I don't know but he's not meeting yours and so you've evolved beyond that when you enter this relationship to who you are now you've evolved and you have not evolved together and you've not you've not been a safe space for each other to evolve in your own ways as independent people but in a relationship that's the hardest thing in a relationship is to be like i need to evolve in a certain direction i have to let you evolve in your own certain direction but we also still have to evolve in a way that's compatible with each other that is not easy okay so when people talk about relationships require hard work, it's more so relationships require a few things to find, kind of like fall into place for it to work successfully for you to have longevity, okay? Because there can also be people, you can also love a lot of things about him and still not want to be with him. You can also think like, yes, he's a good person, yes, all these things, but he's also neglecting me in this way, but, you know, he's not a terrible person and is this and is that. But if you're not compatible, you're not compatible, And what I want to say to you is you are 25. I mean, you should be able to feel this way at any age, but you are 25. You have your entire life ahead of you. You Ask yourself this question. If I don't leave this relationship when I know I shouldn't be in it, how will I feel when I'm 50 or 60 looking back, looking at how young 25 is, at how much is there at your disposal at 25? Will I kick myself for staying knowing I wasn't happy or will I think it was the right decision? What do you think your older version of you would say? Because if I look back when I was 25, I mean, I'm very happy with where I am right now because a lot of things ended up working out, but – I would have ended like relationships so much sooner. I would have like learned to move on from, I mean, this is, I'm kind of looking at it from like the perspective of having the wisdom of what I experienced. I wouldn't have had this wisdom back then. But there's so many things, if I had the wisdom I have now, looking back at 25, that I would have been able to do to maximize my time so much more. And one of the things that I absolutely wouldn't do is waste a day longer in a relationship that was unhealthy or unhappy. Because I'm all for working on a relationship where both parties are working on it. There's a huge difference between you fighting for something and trying to make it happen where the other person's giving 10% and then nothing, 10% and then nothing, versus two people working together on something. If both people aren't meeting in the middle to work together on something consistently consistently, again and again and again and you're seeing progress not oh you're, you're you're picking up after yourself for two weeks and then you stop doing it that doesn't count that's that's him pacifying you he's like i'll get her to shut up for a little bit i'll do what she needs for a little bit and then i'll stop he doesn't mean it there's no intention behind it if you do it for two weeks and then not do it it's an insult you're fucking insulting you're treating me like a child you're treating me like a fucking idiot Be, and i've fallen for it so i'm the fool Again, because I try and uh, make all these changes, you then do all the changes and then I stay, then I don't complain because you've done the changes and you revert back. That's an insult, okay? So working together, that's not him working on the relationship. I'm sorry. That's him saying just shut up. Shut up. Don't nag me. I'm going to do this. This will get you to shut up for a little bit longer and then I can go back to my old ways. That's saying who I really am is who I'm regressing back to. And whether that be a good person or a bad, it doesn't matter. If you don't like who he's regressing back to and if you're not compatible with that, there is your answer, Okay? You don't have to be a demon in order like the person doesn't have to be the worst person in the world in order for you to be like I'm not this isn't working for me this isn't compatible. I've known people that have left some unbelievably nice people in their life cuz they're not compatible. And you know what? He will be okay and you will be okay. Not in not straight away, but you'll be fine. Like sometimes I look at some of my friends who've been dumped and they're such good fucking people. And yes, I feel awful for them, but I'm like, you know what? I mean, I don't say this to them when they're in the depths of their heartbreak, but I think I'm kind of like, you know what? Just as well, better better now than later. You know, if that person doesn't want to be with you, you don't, you know, it, it happens all the time. If that person doesn't want to be with you, they don't want to be with you. It sucks. It sucks. But that's life. There's many things that go down in our life that we can't control. What you can control is where you are right now and what you're going to do with your life. Am I going to stay in this relationship because I feel bad or am I going to give myself the life I deserve and do the hard thing now? Am I going to do the hard thing now so that I can reap the rewards of my you know hard emotional work that I've put in or am I going to – Keep just working at it so I don't have to face the really difficult situation, but then in 10, 20, 30 years' time, look back and be like, oh, why? Okay? Hopefully that helped, but I'm sorry. It's very obvious that you, you are tapped out and you're not compatible, you don't want to be in this relationship. Don't force yourself to be in a relationship with someone you don't want to be in a relationship with. Don't do that to yourself because the more you do that to yourself, the, the, the lower your self-love, your self-esteem, how you feel towards yourself will go. It's going to drop and drop and drop and drop and drop. Show yourself that you care about your future, that you care. And if this isn't the right thing for you, you've got to do the right thing for you. This one is called Hopeless Dreamer. I love these little um, topics that people put on the listener questions. Okay, so this one's called Hopeless Dreamer. Dear Alexis, firstly, thank you for your contributions to my life and to the world. Thank you. You're an absolute badass and inspiration. I love these little like compliments that I get at the start. I just like read them all. Feel great. Thank you. Uh, I'm looking for advice on whether to action on a feeling that I can't shake. Ever since high school, I've had this desire for an unconventional life, which was accelerated by two years of following YouTubers and content creators on Instagram. I never wanted to be a creator myself, but hoped I could find some other way to make that lifestyle work for me. I tried it for a few years while working remotely and was overcome with indecision anxiety while traveling, and I fell into unhealthy habits with the lack of structure. I did have a lot of incredible adventures, though, and I missed the freedom deeply. Since then, I can't help but feel like I'm settling by living a normal life. How do I know if this is my intuition telling me to follow my heart to an unconventional life of travel or if it's just social media provoking feelings of FOMO? I know this is a tough one, but I'm assuming I'm not the only one that struggles with this mindset. Appreciate your genuine input as always. Okay, great question. Great question. I think so many people listening would fall into that same category. The way I look at it is right now, I want you to look at your life where it is right now. Do you have a clear career goal that is above all so important for you that you're working towards that requires like, I need to be in this one location. I need to this. If the answer is yes, and it's really paramount and important that you do this, then it's kind of like, okay, maybe I need to work on this thing, start putting things into practice. I need some discipline. I need to make this happen. I know what I want. However... I get the feeling that you're living this normal life, but this normal life isn't satisfying because you're not working towards something that's actually that you've got this big goal in mind that's making you feel fulfilled. Your actual big goal is I like the travel. I like doing these things. It's possible for me to have it. I've tasted it before. So instead, given that, that you're not working on something that's really important for you currently in your normal life, you're obviously not satisfied with this normal life. Instead, I want you to look at, okay, if I was to return to that life, what would I be doing differently that would overcome the issue that I had the first time? Because the, the a big thing that you've got to look at is this idea that the grass is always greener on the other side. We are so good at playing that trick on ourselves. The grass is greener on the other side. So what we'll do is we will, you know, we'll be overseas and then home looks so good. Oh, it's nice to be at home, it's nice to be around people. I'd love this whole routine of seeing my friends for coffee in the morning and this and that and life at home and you know having a nice routine and having dinners with my friends all the time and having structure and organizing things, having this gym, going rock climbing every week with blah, 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 and have like structure and You know, like uh, my home life, my base, it looks so good. And right now I'm like floating around traveling and I feel really isolated and it's a bit of a shit show and then I feel really unhealthy and I can't get into a good routine. So the grass is greener on the other side. Then you come home. And then you're like, oh, my God, how good does it look to travel? Oh, my God, freedom. You can do all these things. You can have, you know, I can be in this city one day and I can be doing this. Okay, so let's take away the, this fallacy of the grass is greener on the other side. So let's really be like, what is the harsh reality of both situations? And what is the absolute gems of both situations? Be aware of all of them. Then you've got to look at what do I value the most for this point in my life? Because one thing that I think is also really, really, really important is that if you're in a stage of your life where you're not exactly sure which career you're going to go down, you're not exactly sure, but you know you love adventure, this is the time... Trial and error. I'm a huge believer in experiences, trial and error, do this, do that, do that, do that. Like, try all these things and see what sticks. Keep going, keep going, especially if you don't have any major responsibilities that are going to weigh you down as far as stress is concerned. You know, if you don't have any major financial commitments, if you don't have any um, dependence, um, and all, all, you know, if, if you can just do this for yourself, then I don't see there's no wrong in doing it, but you've got to look at when am I most likely to feel like the grass is greener on the other side and why is it? And the reason you feel like the grass is greener on the other side is because you've got to make sure that you're always tapping into these two needs. You need, you need security and you need adventure. And when we feel like the grass is greener on the other side, it's often because one of those things is lacking. If we are, it's adventure, 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 but there's no stability and no security. And when I talk about security, I'm talking about this feeling of like, I feel very safe and comfortable and that could be emotional or physical or both. If it's all adventure and no stability, no security, then we crave stability and security. If it's all stability, security and no adventure, Then we're like, get me to the other side of the world immediately. I need to quit this job. I need to whatever. Okay. I struggled with that, with what you're struggling with. When I came from overseas, I'm like, I'm going to be settling into a boring life. So I thought I either make my life here, the best life I could make it for myself, or I need to return overseas again. And I was like, well, I'm returning overseas again. So that's what's happening. And then COVID hit. So I had no choice. And sometimes this is why I think irreversible decisions are really, really good for you. Sometimes when you're forced into something, you make it work for yourself and you make it work so well that you're like, thank God that happened because that forced me to stay in Sydney and really lay down roots a lot more, which is something that I was aversive to for such a long time. And then when I did that, I realized I'm, it's, not that, it's not that Oh, it would have sucked had I left. No, it's not that. It's I'm capable of making a life for myself no matter what I choose, but I have to commit to the decision. That's what it comes down to. It comes down to honing in on a decision and being like, I'm fucking going all in, all in, and I'm giving it my all for at least this amount of time. It's the same with dating. The reason we're like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe this person may be on. There's all these people on the app, so I'm not going to commit here. Of course you're not going to have a good relationship. Of course you're never going to find your true love because you're not committing. You're not going all in. You're not giving it your all. That's why dating is so fucked at the moment because people don't give it their all. It doesn't matter where you meet the person. It doesn't matter if it's on apps or if it's in person. If you're not willing to commit all in for at least a period of time, you're never going to feel satisfied. You're always going to feel like the grass is greener on the other side. So what I want you to do is look at like all the pros, all the cons and think, well, if, if I've always been pulled to have this dream, really, what is the worst thing that can happen? Because I'm, I'm always leaning for like, go for the dream and then when you decide because I think you're going to decide good times that you're going to go for the dream and you're going to travel then you're going to be like all right how am I going to do it differently so I don't suffer the same shit that I suffered last time because I don't want to do all this thing yes I'm fucking I'm gone and I go again overseas and then again I have the same issue how do I create proper structure for myself how do I make sure that I still maintain some sort of a routine so I have that security within myself how do I make sure that I'm still healthy mentally and physically while I'm there what parameters can i put in place so i still have a healthy balance of security and adventure and the same thing goes for if you chose to stay at home how do i increase my levels of adventure living here okay and that is how you're going to find that right balance but the way i look at it is if you've got if you've got this dream and it's in you and there's no reason why you shouldn't do it do it Okay, but you've got to find a way to commit all in and set yourself like a time frame. Say, I'm going to like, you know, this is why it's really good when people say, I'm going to move to a city, but I'm giving myself two years here because the first couple of months are fucked. They're really fucked. And people are like, well, I'm leaving because home looks so much better now. And then they get home, they're like, oh, I could have actually made a life there if I just stuck it out. So give yourself a time frame and say, there's going to be ups and downs, but probably if I stick it out for a bit longer, it's going to be an upward tra- trajectory after a couple of months or whatever. Okay. So give yourself a time frame. prepare properly, make it like a calculated risk. Make sure that you're factoring in what made you miss home in the first place or what made you feel like you should be returning in the first place so you can like deal with those things now. How can you create stability when you are gone? And then book your ticket and fucking go. That's what I would do. Absolutely. Because then when you're on your deathbed, you want to look back. This is a very deathbed kind of episode. You want to look back and be like, you know what? I fucking milked it. I gave it my all. I will never regret because I did it. Even if I went and it fell catastrophically apart and I'm like, nope, didn't work. You're still not going to regret it because you're like, well, I tried it. Better to have done it and it failed or succeeded or whatever than sitting your whole life being like, should I have, should I have, should I have, okay? So I think it's important that you, yeah, you go forth and you travel. To an unconventional life it's just social media yeah and I also don't think it's social media provoking feelings of FOMO because you've done it before so you know that you like it because it's very easy to feel FOMO and a lot of people would feel this FOMO but then they'd do it and they're like oh no not for me but if you've done it and you liked it and then you're seeing things on social media it's just a reminder of what you know you love okay um so hopefully that's helped you like lay it out, write it all down, put it on paper. And also what's really important is don't give yourself too much time to make this decision. Give yourself a deadline when to make the decision. Because when you give yourself too much time, you give yourself too much time to think of the cons of both scenarios. If you break it down and give yourself less time to make a decision, you you are more likely to fixate on the pros of both scenarios. Um, and then when you just commit to one thing, when you're super committed, you're just committing to making it work. That's the beauty of like... An an irreversible decision and making a commitment because it's like whether it was the best decision for you or not it doesn't matter I'm gonna make it the best decision for myself like I had I moved to New York when I thought I was going to move to New York I am sure I would have had a fucking blast time for my life was amazing couldn't go because of COVID years that we couldn't travel but instead of being like oh no I have made my life here unbelievable and I love it okay so it's It's once I've made a decision, I'm going to throw everything else out the window and I'm going to go all fucking in. Okay. That's what I ask of you and everyone who's listening, feeling this way. It's all about committing irreversible decision, make it happen. And then if it doesn't work out for you, then you can once and for all dismiss it. But it's, you know, it's not one foot in the door, one foot in the other guys. I've really milked out the time. I only got two in today, but that's okay. There'll be plenty more episodes to come. Um, Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Love you guys so much. I love having these chats with you, even though I'm, like it's one-sided, but I love it. That is all for today. Thank you. And as always, remember be kind to yourself. Be kind to your brain. Don't take shit from anyone, and especially don't take shit from yourself, Duncan. Listener.